And tonight, hey, it was BYOG, bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Her kick is blocked. Georgia Tech blocks it. The Jackets pick it up back in the 25, and Austin is returning it down the left oh, side line. Pass the 50, a blocker, pass the 30. Inside the 20, inside the 10. And he scores! Hi, once again, everybody. Great to have you with us for another edition of your favorite college football podcast because you get every bit of information, analysis, evaluation, and preview that you need. And that's strong as steel. I'm Michael Regai, joined by uh, the very finest in the biz, college football analyst. He uh, not only has all the numbers and all the trends at his disposal, but an excellent evaluator of programs as well. That, of course, is Phil Steele, our producer Jim Nabosna at hand as well. Phil, how you feeling today as we get set to finish up the Sun Belt? Great, Michael. How about yourself? Oh, terrific. We we started the Sun Belt. And again, this is alphabetically now, so you can go to iTunes if you missed yesterday. We did alphabetically our, our first uh, six in the Sun Belt, and we're breaking it up, and we'll we'll finish off the final six programs of the 12-team conference uh, today. And we will start, of course, with uh, head coach Mark Hutchbeth and Louisiana, those raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Six and six a year ago, Phil, they did lose their New Orleans bowl game to uh, – Southern Mississippi, got to be 28-21. They have seven starters return on a defense that changed defensive coordinators, Phil. Uh, yesterday, we discussed uh, a head coaching change that surprised us. Last year in the opener, after uh, the Cajuns gave up 584 yards and 45 points to Boise State in last year's opener, uh, they changed defensive coordinators. Now, Mike Lucas has the full-time job right now. Their number one, your, your number, uh, 111 in the experience chart. They've got a very challenging schedule, do the Raging Cajuns. Phil, I looked at the schedule a couple of times. Wait a minute. There's six bowl teams from last year that they're playing on the road this year. That is going to be very daunting. Can they match that bowl trip of last season, Phil, and at least get to six wins here? Yeah, and of their seven uh, road games, you touched six were in a bowl last year. The team that wasn't, Old Miss from the SEC. Mm. So that's a that's a bowl caliber team there. So all seven opponents on the road: Tulsa, Texas A&M, Idaho, Arkansas State, South Alabama, Old Miss, and App State among the best in the conference, and two SEC opponents. That is a brutal schedule for Coach Hudspeth. And as you touched on, not an overall experienced team this year. They they do have 13 uh, starters back, but uh, they rank low on the experience chart. They lose their quarterback from last year. Remember, they brought in LSU transfer and Anthony Jennings. Yes. Jordan Davis was supposed to be the starter last year and then lost his job to Jennings. 
Jordan Davis had a different type of offseason, a more focused. Uh, I think he will be the starter this year. He's 6'3", 202. I think he'll do well. You look at the running backs, keep your eyes on Trey Ragus. They're uh, redshirt freshman. He's a guy that should, he's a big, physical, bruising-style runner, 223 pounds. I think he'll step in and be the leading rusher this year. Up front, that offensive line, one of the most veteran units in the country. Uh, Robert Hunt, Kevin Dotson, Grant Horst, DeQuinn Withrow, all all caliber, all all conference caliber offensive linemen. And then defensively, you have some questions about the LB unit, although Joe Dillon is back. The secondary looks solid, though. Simeon Thomas is one of those guys who's uh, NFL caliber cornerback. Now, if he realizes he's a senior this year, this guy is six foot three. And he's got that potential to get to the NFL, but he's going to be ineligible the first couple games of the season. And uh, he hasn't reached that potential yet, but if he does this year, NFL scouts will be all over Thomas at the end of the year. Plus, they've got Mitchell and Walker back in the secondary. It's a veteran unit. So Hudspeth usually gets his team uh, overachieving. I'm talking about four straight nine-win seasons when he took over. Uh, That's a brutal schedule, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out this year. All right, yes, uh, you know, a lot of uh, cachet, I'll say, for Mark Hudspeth, as uh, Phil just laid out as a, a head football coach. So uh, we'll see. Now, the win total set at five, Phil, and as we kind of have run down uh, what they're facing schedule-wise, uh, you know, that, that means you got to win six to go over that. And I, I'm not so sure that that schedule and what he has coming back is going to offer that opportunity. What about you? Well, I've got them favored at home against Georgia Southern, at home against New Mexico State, at home against Texas State, at home against ULM, and at home against Southeast Louisiana. I rate the Idaho and South Alabama road trips as toss-ups. So uh, given Hudspeth's history, given the schedule, as tough as it is, where they're probably going to be an underdog in seven games this year, uh, I'm going to lean with the over if I had to go one way. My my number on the game on this team would be five, right. but uh, I'm I'm going to back Hudspeth's confidence in getting to a bowl game. And you know, interestingly, last year was the first New Orleans bowl they lost, and it was the first one they didn't have a massive crowd at. Southern Miss brought about as many people as Louisiana did last year. Yeah, well, listen, because Phil and I need to have uh, our root beer float bets on, on these, you know, we've got to have this. Uh, I, I've got them right at five, Phil. That's what the number is. So I, I'm. Because you went over, I'm going to go under and uh, just to have a little bit of fun with that. So although, I, you know, I really I really like uh, Mark Hutzbeth and uh, the job that he's doing. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if, as you said, he, he hit six. But just for the, the sake of having some fun, I'll go under that. This is the Sun Belt uh, here on uh, Strong as Steel. We did the first six Wednesday, yesterday, and now finishing up alphabetically. These are not a projected, predicted order of finish. It's simply alphabetically. But, of course, you can, uh, and I bet you have your Bible right in front of you right now, philstill.com, and you could take care of that. Uh, Phil Still's college football preview, excuse me. You could take care of that by uh, by just uh, making sure you got your magazine in hand at all times. That's a story with Mark Hudspeth and those raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Let's swing way out west now and check in with former Kent State head football coach Doug Martin. He now begins a year five with his New Mexico State Aggies in Las Cruces. Well, I feel, I, you know, I look at, I know Coach Martin very, very well from the Mac days. And, um, look, I, uh, the last, what, his first four years in Las Cruces, the win totals are two, two, three, and three. 
they need to get bowl eligible. They haven't been to uh, – Phil, again, I look twice at this. I know it's been a while. They haven't been to a bowl game, the New Mexico State Aggies, since 1960, 57 years ago. Now, they did show some improvement defensively last year. Uh, yet a lot more is needed, quite frankly. Quarterback Tyler Rogers now a senior. He's made 25 starts in his career. Doug Martin, head coach, is a former college football quarterback himself at Kentucky. Running back Larry Rose is a senior. Now, he ran for over 1,600 yards in 15, Phil. He was injured. Still got 900 yards and nine starts uh, last year. So, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I think the bottom line here is they've got to show market improvement in Doug Martin's fifth year as the head coach in New Mexico State. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, I think that they can this year when I look at New Mexico State. I'm going to go way back. I like the way you said 1960. That makes it sound way even longer than 1960. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a long time ago. Uh, but I'm going to go back to 2006, which, uh, you know, about 11 years ago. I had Kent State, which was coming off horrible season after horrible season after horrible season. Doug Martin was the head coach there, coming right. off a one and ten year. I put him on my most improved list. They actually opened up that year five and two, and uh, had injuries not done him in. They would have made a bowl game that year. So I, I think that this is going to be one of those uh, years for Coach Martin this year. And here's what I like about him: you start with the offense. They've got Tyler Rogers back at QB. You know, Rogers, a veteran, senior quarterback, and last year he did only have a 16-12 ratio, only completed 55%. I look for him to clearly have the best year of his career this season. Larry Rose, one of the more underrated running backs in the country, now often injured. Uh, he's a slight guy. He's 5'11", 199, but uh, I think he's going to put this team on the back and prove extremely uh, talented there. They've got Greg Hogan back at receiver. Uh, the offensive line's got a stud of left tackle and Sage Stockstetter. And then you look at this team defensively. Now, Martin signed seven JUCOs on defense, and here's the biggest sign to me that this defense is going to be improved. Last year, Dalton Harrington was the number two tackler. This year, he might be third-string linebacker. So if your number two tackler from last year turns into your third-string linebacker, that tells me you're going to have a much improved defense. So the offense has always been there under Martin at New Mexico State. You know, 433, 415 yards per game. I think they get to that level again this year. A much improved defense this year. I think that uh, New Mexico State's going to flirt with that bowl game in their final year of the FBS. All right, well, let's take a look at, uh, yeah, Phil, good point there, Our too. Final year of the Sun Belt, I should final, say. Correct, yes, final year of the Sun Belt. Um, let, all right, let's take a look at, uh, you know, uh, what the schedule holds here. Because as we said, I, I think it's important, those win totals, again, two, two, three, and three for Doug Martin in his last, in his first four years at New Mexico State. And, and Phil, when, you know, we look at this program, uh, there, there's, uh, you mentioned, so you got the veteran quarterback, that's fine. And, you know, you've got uh, some capability there. But, you know, they start out at uh, at Arizona State and then go to New Mexico and that in-state rivalry after that. So, yeah, I'm going to be an underdog there. they got to go to Appalachian State. They're also beat playing New Arkansas. Mexico last year. Yeah, they, they, they beat did. New Mexico last year. They did. You're right. And, um, go ahead. That was Sorry her. to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. Perfect. I love that. Got to have that interaction. One of those three wins, right, against uh, in-state rival New Mexico – but, Phil, I mean, look at the Arizona State and, and Arkansas, at both of them on the road. Uh, so Pac-12 and, and SEC, 
They got to go to Appy State in, in in conference. They do get Arkansas State at home, and they got to go to Louisiana too. So I look. I uh, I root for Doug Martin. I really do. I just think that this is probably going to be a daunting task to try to expect them, you know, to go from uh, two, two, three, and three win wise the last four years to possibly jump up to six and get in bowl contention. And what's the uh, what's the total on these guys? Yeah, the South Point total on uh, our friends from New Mexico State is three and a half. What are you doing there, Michael? <laughs> Go put it on me first. Um, you know, relationships are everything, right, Phil, in our business? Uh, and right. because I want to see Doug Martin be successful, and I admittedly might be going with a little bit of my heart over uh, – my head here. I'm going to say he gets the four. Uh, you'd like to, uh, six is going to be a real, I'd not know, but I'm going to say he gets the four. So just for the sake of where this number is, I'm going to say he wins the most games uh, in what's going to be year five of his tenure at New Mexico State. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case as well. When I look at New Mexico State, like I said, they vastly improved defense. Uh, Most of the key offensive weapons are back this year. I like the the way they played in a lot of games last year, too. You look at the Kentucky game. They go on the road. It's 35-35 at the half in SEC country. Uh, Later in the year when they played Georgia Southern, they led that game at the half, ended up losing it by three points, could easily have won that. The South Alabama game uh, at the end of the season, Another game they could easily have won ended up coming up short. I think this is by far the best team Martin has fielded at New Mexico State. Uh, I think they can win South Alabama at home, Idaho at home, Texas State on the road, Georgia Southern is a potential game, UTEP at home. So I'm going to go with over for New Mexico State, and I wouldn't discount the chances of making a ball, although they mm. didn't make my most improved list this year. Wow, that's bold. Possibly six wins, huh? But you don't have them on the most improved list. Is right. um, so, in year five though is is Doug Martin uh, on on one of your hot seats? Um, you know when you're when you're coming out of a conference play, going into an independent, I would I would think he yeah he would be he would make the uh, the hot seat list uh, if okay. it's another two or three win season for Coach Martin at New Mexico State. Uh, with the fact that next year they'll be losing Tyler Rogers, their quarterback, Larry Rose, their star running back, Gregory Hogan, their star receiver. They've got a lot of seniors on this year's team that they'll be losing next year. Yeah. I would think if it is a two or three win and they go under that three and a half total, then yeah, I think that uh, Martin is clearly on the hot seat right now. But I All think right. he gets off it with a solid season. Okay, perfectly legitimate. All of that reasoning, and uh, we'll keep close tabs on the Aggies. Uh, and Doug Martin, their head coach of New Mexico State. Let's swing uh, back uh, easterly now in the Sun Belt Conference. And, of course, we know uh, our good friend, the commissioner, uh, Carl Benson, who does a great job, is listening, the former commissioner of the Mid-American Conference. And he's expanded, as um, we know, uh, the borders of the Sun Belt, uh, as we say geographically. Now let's uh, swing back to Alabama. Uh, where the former Bama wide receiver, Joey Jones, the head football coach, he played for the Bear, Bear Bryant, back in his playing days. He got his Jaguars to uh, six wins at a bowl berth last year, uh, South Alabama with a 45-21 loss to Air Force in the Arizona Bowl. But, Phil, they won at Mississippi State, and then they beat number 19 at the time, San Diego State, convincingly, 42-24. 
Donnell Pumphrey and the Aztecs came in, and, and Joey Jones and the Jaguars put a whipping on them. They did lose, though. Then you turn that around, so you beat Mississippi State. You beat then number 19 San Diego State. And then they lost to three teams with losing records, Phil. So, so quite a, uh, a roller coaster ride of a season for Joey Jones last year. They move up to number 91 in your experience chart this year. Really like running back Xavier Johnson, an outstanding talent, second team Sunbelt last year. Very difficult schedule at Ole Miss. Yeah, even with all the things going on there and Oklahoma State at home visiting Mobile. Uh, bowl last year, as we said, a loss. Should Jaguar fans, you know, be expecting to set their sights on uh, another bowl trip this year, Phil? Love the job Joey Jones is doing at South Alabama. And, you know, you go back to what they have coming back this year. They only have 11 returning starters. And on my experience chart, they're only number 91. So that's an inexperienced team, right? Well, it pales in comparison to what they've had the last two years when they've had just 10 and 5 returning starters. In fact, last year they were number 118 on my experience chart. So 91 is a big step up for them. And if he could do that with two very inexperienced teams, get him to play like that, then uh, I think he can get results out of this one. Now, Dallas Davis, the returning starting quarterback, going to be pushed by Cole Garvin. Garvin's got a cannon for an arm, did get in three starts last year. I think that's going to be an interesting battle. As you touched on, Xavier Johnson is a guy that averaged 5.5 yards per carry. He's got a great attitude, great work ethic. The game means a lot to him, and he's a guy that's going to have a major impact. Receiving core pretty new. But there's some guys coming in, some JUCOs that could take an impact. And, and really, when you look at how they've been experience-wise in the receiving core past couple of years, they're not in too bad a shape. Uh, the offensive line's got three guys back who have been starters, so that's in good shape there. And defensively, there's some players like Riley Cole at linebacker and Daryl Sanji at the Mike linebacker. So they're solid inside. They've got a couple of strong guys inside at the uh, defensive the tackle and nose tackle positions and Trey Alford and Tyree Turner. And then the secondary, they're strong at safety. So this is a defense that's strong up the middle. You know, safety, middle linebacker, defensive tackle, nose tackle. And I like I prefer when the defense is strong up the middle like that. So overall, uh, I like this South Alabama team. I think they're better than the last two additions. Uh, it would be interesting to see what the number is on them. The number is four, Mr. Steele. Go right ahead. <laughs> we, we both like uh, Joey Jones a lot. We've stated that. You go right ahead. What do you think when you look at that schedule? Well, schedule-wise, they're going to be a dog at Ole Miss. Uh, they're going to be a dog against Oklahoma State. And as you touched on, that doesn't really mean a lot in South Alabama games because they pulled big right. upsets and, and then got upset just uh, right back at you. But at Louisiana Tech, at Troy, they'll be dogs. Uh, you look at the Arkansas State game at home, they'll probably be a dog. And at New Mexico State, the potential being a dog. I see enough winnable games there. And if Joey Jones could get this team to – uh, six, six, five, and six wins the last four years. I think he gets him right to that same area this year. I, I've got him in a bowl game, Michael. So mm. if I have him playing in a bowl game, what does that mean for my over-under total here? Well, that means that you think that the gang at the South Point uh, got this one a little bit skewed in the wrong direction at four, my friend. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, all right. Phil, Phil uh, That's if, if it's two wins off... Uh, that's kind of one that you should circle and uh, take a look at and say, hmm, all right. I think maybe Steele and Reggae are onto something here. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think the, the four is a little bit out of whack uh, for the reasons that we've discussed. 
Um, and I, I look, I wouldn't be surprised again if they uh, beat one of the ones that they're, they're an underdog in. But the key is, as uh, both Phil and I have pointed out, they they can't have those right back at you, as Phil just said. They're going to have. You cannot have uh, three losses to squads with losing records as they did a year ago. That really sabotaged their season. And they could have been sitting at an eight, maybe a nine-win football season last year. But we're both going over with uh, Joey Jones and his Jaguars of South Alabama. You get all of this type of information from Phil Steele here on Strong as Steel. And uh, with Phil's uh, certainly a stronger uh, presence with ESPN this year, you're going to get even more of this all year long, not only college football with the NFL. Phil, tell everybody about uh, all your doings with ESPN.com. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the big thing with ESPN Insider this year will be right not only college but also NFL form. So do make sure you check out there. Just go to uh, ESPN.com slash Phil Steele. That's ESPN.com slash Phil Steele. I'll give you college, give you NFL during the course of the season, power rating updates, articles during the year. You see me on SportsCenter, uh, you know, radio, TV, all ESPN, all in with the ESPN network, and uh, we see a bunch of it going on this football season. So go to ESPN.com slash Phil Steele. You're going to find out that that's a pay site, ESPN Insider. Guys, it's $3.33 a month. That's less than the price of a – it's half the price of a beer at a ball game when you go to. And we're talking about per month, about $0.10 cents a day for the entire year. And you not only get just Phil Steele's college and NFL, but you get everybody else's college and NFL. You get uh, NBA experts that – to talk about the NBA. I do, I do nothing with that sport. You'll get NBA, baseball, every other sport out there. It's all on ESPN Insider. A great value at $3.33 a month. So get it right now. Go to ESPN.com slash Phil Steele to get to the ESPN Insider website. Yep, he's the best, and he'll keep you informed uh, each and every week that way. Phil Steele's here, our producer Jim Nabosna. I'm Michael Regai. Great to have you with us uh, as we uh, finish up our Tenth and final conference, uh, along with the independents, of course, uh, here on Strong as Steel. Go to iTunes. All you have to do is go to iTunes, and you can uh, get right to our preview and analysis of your favorite football team and your favorite conference. Uh, heck, you need to check in all with all 130 of them. But you do that. You go through it. Phil and I will give you a gold star here on Strong as Steel. You'll be a, uh, a friend of the show for sure and maybe even preferential treatment once the season begins. Uh, who knows? Phil, we might ask uh, some of our uh, our fans to <laughs> certainly recite back to us uh, some of the evaluations we've discussed uh, here during our previews, but it's been an awful lot of fun. We've got three to go in the Sun Belt, and uh, let's check in with uh, second-year head coach Everett Withers and the Bobcats of Texas State. Now, you remember, Phil, uh, Dennis Francione had this program uh, up through uh, the 2015 season, of course, and had some some nice results there. Last year, of course, uh, I, opening night, uh, it, Everett Withers and his squad rolled into Peden Stadium in uh, Athens, Ohio, and upset a very highly regarded Frank Solich, Ohio Bobcat squad that went to the MAC championship game, as we know, last year, and uh, so after that, though, he started to build for the future. 
And Phil, the thing you can't get by now, we're not just tied into the numbers here, but it's it's staggering when you look at, you know, Withers' offense last year certainly struggled only 18 points a game. And you combine that with giving up 41 points per game last year defensively. So that's not a good mix. It's, uh, you know, why they went 2-10 and 10 overall. It's why they did not win a game last year as well uh, in the Sun Belt at 0-8. Now, Coach Withers is saying this year he likes his talent upgrade. He's got a, a graduate transfer quarterback, Damian Williams, who spent the last three years in Mississippi State. He was in for the spring. Is the talent upgrade, again, going to be significant enough, Phil, that this team can win some football games in the uh, the tough Sun Belt? They didn't, they didn't do that a year ago. Didn't get that done. Yeah, and I remember talking to uh, uh, Coach Withers last year, and we were going over the team, and when I got to the end, I said, Coach, I did you a favor this year. I picked you dead last in the Sun Belt, so expectations <laughs> yeah. will be low. And sure enough, that's where they finished during the course of the year. But at least expectations weren't raised, because that's when a coach gets under fire a little bit, when the fans expect more than what they see on the field. Now, interestingly, uh, Everett Withers compared uh, Damian Williams to Vad Lee, who was, was a James Madison star quarterback there. And uh-huh. he's a guy that was in for the spring, did well for Mississippi State. I think he'll be one of the better quarterbacks in the Sun Belt this year. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. And, you know, Withers did say that last year uh, maybe didn't bring the kids around quickly. You know, first-year head coaches have to learn the players' strengths and weaknesses. Players have to learn the new coaching staff. And really, to me, Michael, the most confusing game I have for the entire year was how the heck did Texas State upset Ohio? Because I, know. I think if you played that game 100 times, it was at Ohio, too. You play that game 100 times, Ohio wins it 99 out of 100. And yet they're in, two, in, uh, uh, in three overtimes. Texas yep. State won the opener. And, and I thought, wow, I must be way off base. But then as we saw the rest of the season, it wasn't. Now, you know, Stedman Mayberry's back at running back. He only had 593 yards last year. But I think he'll be improved this year. The offensive line's better. Still not a dominating team. I think this is a rebuilding process for them and one that's going to take a few years to get rolling. They face the top four teams in the Sun Belt. They draw Colorado and Wyoming in the non-conference games. So the schedule extremely difficult as well for Texas State. Improved team. Be interesting to see how much over that two wins they can get for this year. South Point says uh, two and a half, Phil. So um, need to win three if you're going to go over that. Uh Hope it happens for Coach Withers' sake, as you said. What do you think? I mean, they go to Colorado, right? Week three and first week, they they got uh, Appalachian State at home. Got to go to Wyoming, too. So at Colorado and at Wyoming, two road treks. They're going to be big dogs in both of those. How many are they going to be favored in, Phil? Uh, they'll be favored against Houston Baptist in the opener, and potentially, it depends how the season plays out, how they're playing, how their opponents are playing, maybe an at Coastal Carolina, maybe home against Georgia State. But uh, I'm actually going to lean with the under here. I think it's going to be one more year of a rebuilding project. 31 Letterman lost. They do have 44 Letterman coming back. And I think uh, they were just so far away from the rest of the conference mm-hmm. last year. I mean, just they were not competitive in the majority of the games. I think it's going to be tough to close that gap. And as much as you think, well, they get Georgia State at home, they get ULM at home, here's some winnable games. Georgia State's thinking that's their winnable game as well. Right. So it's uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean with the under, even though it's a very low number. 
Yeah, amazingly, they put up 56 points in that three-overtime epic win on the road that Phil and I have alluded to at Ohio, and Phil, they only averaged 18 points a game on the year. So they had three games last year when they only put three points on the board, a field goal, and two others where they were under double digits. So um, offensively, going to need a spark. We'll both go uh, under again. One year away is head coach Everett Withers with his uh, Texas State Bobcats program. All right, uh, two more to go here at the Sun Belt. Let's move on and check in with uh, the uh, very solid football program at Troy. They are a legitimate SBC contender. Head coach Neil Brown's third season at the helm of the program. Their senior quarterback, Brandon Silver's first team. Sun Belt Conference performer last year, Phil. 23-12 and 12 is TD interception ratio. Very nice, 64%. And threw for close to 3,200 yards. Got his top three receivers back. You'll tell us about them, Phil. I'll tell you that they combined for 175 catches, and 17 of those were for touchdowns last year. And Phil will tell you more too about his uh, the bruising 240-pound uh, uh, senior powerhouse running back that uh, helped to put 33 points a game and 430 yards a game up last year. Phil, their defense at Troy, they lose five of their top seven tacklers. That's a concern. Got to go to Boise State and at LSU, two non-conference road game games. Those will be stern tests. Um, I, listen, though, you know, we've already uh, – our uh, Appalachian State, Arkansas State, legitimate SBC championship squads – I'm thinking the folks around Troy and their fans think that, that they can be an SBC title contending challenger as well this year. Uh, yeah, they're definitely a contender. And they, they avoid App State, which means it could be one of those things where you have a tie for the top. And really, to me, their season final, when they play Arkansas State on the road, that'll determine uh, whether or not they get there to that uh, the Sun Belt. Uh, I, I like this year's team. I've been talking to Coach Neil Brown. It's his third year at Troy, but I've been talking to him since he was the offensive coordinator at Kentucky. So it's uh, a very knowledgeable guy, brought the team uh, to tremendous strides. I mean, you look at the fact that they were 3-9, and nine, he bumped them up to 4-8 and eight the first year, up to 10-3. and three. Uh, They're a team, you know, you go back to that Clemson game last year. They only lost to Clemson by six in Death Valley. That tells you a little bit, yeah, Clemson may have looked past them, but that's tough to stay with a team like Clemson that won the national title in Death Valley and stay within six points. Brandon Silver is one of the top QBs in the league. You touched on Jordan Chun, the 240-pound uh, running back, and then they've got a guy like Jamarius Henderson, a nice change of pace at 200 pounds. I think they're solid there. Douglas and Thompson, probably the top two receivers. Offensive line's a bit of a question mark this year. They've got one starter back, and probably my biggest concern is going to be that offensive line and how quickly it comes together. Defensively, you touched on that they only have six returning starters, but I like the talent. Statham and Sanders and Poole are all three solid guys inside, so they've got depth on the interior of the defensive line. Blaze Brown is solid at the uh, the one cornerback, and then uh, you know, or excuse me, yeah, at cornerback, and then Chris Weatherspoon at strong safety, and Sidarius Rocker at free safety. Here. Might be the best tandem in the Sun Belt. So that's a good defense, strong offense. You look at their schedule; they avoid App State. Uh, I think that Arkansas State game at the end of the year tells us whether or not they contend for the Sun Belt title. Sure, makes a lot of sense. And again, there's a lot of enthusiasm and optimism. 
uh, around uh, the Troy program. Uh, their fans believe that, uh, yeah, they should be right there among the counting as uh, we get toward late November and on into uh, early December. Phil, the the win total is set at eight and a half. So that's letting you know, like we have, that, you know, this is a very highly regarded, well-thought-of football team. Now, you know, let's let's look at the schedule, though, and then see maybe if, uh, you know, is that the nine wins doable for this football team legitimately? Uh, I've got them favored in nine games this year. The three games I do not are at Boise. By the way, Coach Brown feels that uh, they're going to go up there and win that game, which is great. Yeah. I mean, most coaches do feel that way naturally, so don't take too much into that, but not intimidated by the blue turf whatsoever. Uh, LSU on the road, that's a game I've got them an underdog, believe it or not, Michael. And then the uh, at Arkansas <laughs> State in the season final, I have my dog. So I've only got them a dog in three. I'm thinking nine for this team. If you're telling me the total is eight and a half, I'm going to go yep. with the over. Sure, love it. Uh, yeah, as we talked, touched on, uh, really think Neil Brown is doing a tremendous job there, and uh, quarterback Brandon Silvers is one that you're going to have to keep an eye on. I mean, he was first team, as we said, uh, SBC as a uh, junior last year. So I'm with you, Phil. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for nine as well from uh, this very talented group at Troy. We make our final stop, and the. Sun Belt Conference in Monroe, Louisiana. A football program that head coach Matt Viator is uh, now in his second season. You know, Phil, I looked at it last year and I thought, you know what? I mean, they're four and eight overall, but Viator in his first year having to, uh, you know, learn the Sun Belt, having a guy that, uh, you know, came into this program. He, he came out of a McNeese State in the FCS. He won three, only won four football games, but Phil, three of them were in the, were in the Sun Belt. He won, won three and five in the Sun Belt. So I, that's not bad in his first year. Now, when you think of it, they started off with a win against Southern, and then Phil, after that, look at their next three football games, they went to Oklahoma, went to Georgia Southern in conference, and went to Auburn. So, you know, that got him at one and three. And then from there, as we said, they only won, uh, you know, they won the three football games in the Sun Belt, but uh, you like that about a group that that played tough competition early on. When you look at uh, where they are uh, on the offensive side, you know you uh, as I, I think last year you had it pretty much uh, right on. I believe that you were looking at about uh, 24 points per game last year, and they put up uh, 23. They've got seven starters back. You know, if they can make sure that uh, they keep Garrett Smith healthy at the quarterback spot, you know, I don't know, Phil. I, I think this is an improved football team going into Matt Viator's second year. Yeah, clearly. And last year, as you touched on, first-year head coach, got to learn players' strengths and weaknesses. Players have to learn new systems. And then they were an inexperienced squad as well. And uh, coming out of there with four wins, three in Sunbelt play was solid. This year, how about 15 returning starters? And they move all the way up to number 27 on my experience chart. Garrett Smith is a guy that started six games last year, was banged up. Evans also injured at the quarterback position. Will Collins started a quarterback last year. All three are back. So even if injuries crop up again, they're going to be deeper at that uh, position. You look at the uh, receivers, Marcus Green, Xavier Brown, both all-conference caliber, Frank Sutton up front of the left guard spot. Defensively, uh, a lot more talent, a lot more experience. They're bigger, stronger, faster, and a, a much more veteran unit uh, this year. So uh, overall, they go from two returning starters on defense 
all the way up to eight, you know you're going to have improvement on the defensive side of the ball. To me, the big question where ULM ends up in the Sun Belt is going to be early on. They host Coastal Carolina. They host Georgia State. Those are a couple of winnable games uh, early on in play. They also play Texas State on the road. There's a potential this team could open up 3-1. and one. There you, Well, okay. they play Louisiana first on the road, but it could be 3-1 and one in Sunbelt okay. play. And sure. if, if that's the case, uh, they'll be a much more confident team down the stretch. You know, so it's uh, I, there's a lot to be said. Go back and listen to what I said, talked about the Minnesota Golden Gophers in the Big uh-huh. Ten. So go to the Big Ten West podcast, listen to that. Same thing here as far as confidence for a team. And uh, I think that gives them that potential. Yeah, and think about it, too, after uh, Phil just so. And then, Phil, in November, right, now you you get both uh, Appalachian State and Arkansas State at home at Malone Stadium in Monroe, Louisiana. And, you know, I'm not sitting here projecting that they're definitely going to pick off one of the two big boys and grab an upset here. But, uh, you know, you're thinking, Phil, as we're alluding to that, confidence growing they'll be able to play these two football teams tough and who knows they've got a trip to Auburn in between it Phil with all of this having been said uh, the number is set uh, and again they went four and eight last year three of those wins in conference play in the Sun Belt Phil the number set at three and a half take a stab sir well, you know, getting App State and Arkansas State at home sounds appealing, but I'm of the opposite end of the spectrum there. I think that means the most winnable my... games are on the road. <laughs> yeah, App State, they lost two by 25 last year, and Arkansas State, they lost two by 41. So I'm thinking App State and Arkansas State, now it's going to be a rough November. Let's just say that. So if you're going to top that three-and-a-half win total, they need to get their four wins in September and October. Coastal Carolina at Texas State, Georgia State have got them favored in, but I do have my dog in the rest of their games. Wouldn't surprise me if Viator pulled an upset or two, got over that three-and-a-half total, but uh, I've, I've tended to pick a lot of overs. I'm going to lean with the under on the Viator squad, even though I think they're going to be a much-improved team. This might be right. one of those uh, root beer float ones. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. It did Definitely, because I'm going to go I'm gonna, the three-and-a-half, I'm going over. Now, if it was just four, you know, that would start you thinking a little bit more, but I say it gets to four. And uh, we will couldn't agree more with you, though, about uh, their first nine football games. Their last three, Appalachian State at home, first weekend of November. They do get a bye. Then they go to Auburn in non-conference play and uh, take on their friends there in uh, War Eagle country and then Arkansas State at home. So uh, I'm going to go over and say that Viator uh, at least matches his four-win total from last year. That is a look at uh, the Sun Belt as we wrap up the uh, the group of five and we wrap up all of our previews here. Uh, Phil, again, for uh, predicted and projected orders of finish, all I got to do is bring the Bible out, right? Because you lay all that out for every conference and all the independents, your predicted orders of finish and all your reasoning why there. My man, fabulous, fabulous job. We've been at this for a month now. And we've gone through 130 FBS football teams, and hopefully we've kept everybody right up to speed. As we know, there's a, there's been a lot of movement, Phil. There's been, I mean, there's been uh, players that have left programs, and some prominent players that have been a surprise. But hopefully, we've we've kept everybody up to speed, factored all of that in, and uh, have everybody all set for 2017, which is going to start in about two and a half weeks. 
You know, and the main thing I want to throw out to the listeners, I mean, if you're listening to the Sunbelt one, which you are, you're, you want the latest information in college football. You got the best information in college football. And a lot of people don't take surveys. And I know if I ever get something in the mail or on the phone, it's to take a survey. It's like, I don't have time for that. I do ask that here on iTunes that you go ahead and, and click on the survey, rate us, and rate us for what it is, how much information you got out of there. If you want to see us continue to do these podcasts, make sure you get those. It helps us keep these podcasts rolling. So if you liked them a lot, you got a lot of information, you got notes all over your uh, magazine, notes <laughs> building up in your notebook pages, make sure you point that out and uh, go ahead and, and rate us and uh, give us a review on that. So appreciate yep. that. And uh, a lot of a lot of fun talking for 130 teams, Michael. How about it's been, that, uh, Phil? been quite, quite a thing we've gone through here. First year for this. Yeah, a tremendous amount of fun, absolutely. And I, I think, again, what's today? Today is Thursday, August 10th. It took us exactly uh, well, 31 days. We started on uh, July 10th with the uh, the Southeastern Conference, of course, and then rolled our way through uh, the Power Five and on into the Group of Five. Phil, you're the best, man. A lot of fun. I can't wait. Now, uh, please, we'll, we'll be letting you know. Stay with us on social media. You know you know how to follow Phil at uh, philsteel042. I'm at Michael Regai, our producer at Jim Nabosna. And make sure that you follow us. We'll let you know because that first week of the college football season, we are going to uh, begin our shows as we did last year. And listen, we're very proud of that close to 50,000 of you per episode per week were with us on Strong as Steel. We want to do even bigger and better than that this year. So let all your friends know about it as we'll go from the kickoff uh, opening week right through the uh, the bowl games and the college football playoff national championship in the month of January. Phil, uh, get a little bit of rest, buddy. I know that's tough for you in the next couple of weeks, but it's grind time, and we're thrilled the college football season is here. Great job, Phil, and we'll look to talk to you that first week of the college football season. Sounds great, Michael. That's Phil Steele, everybody, the one, the only. Make sure you pick up, of course, uh, because probably uh, Phil likes to say dog-eared. I'm sure your your 2017 college football preview magazine might be already dog-eared as you're following through with us on Strong as Steel. Tremendous job uh, during this preview month for our, from our producer, Jim Nabosna. He is uh, such an integral part of what we do. And we'll look for all of you again in that uh, that last week of the month of August. And we'll have it all over social media when our first uh, show is uh, during that kickoff week. So now for Phil Steele and for Jim Nabosna, I'm Michael Regai. Uh, appreciate all of our wonderful sponsors here on Strong as Steel as well. We'll see you uh, again in a couple of weeks. And make sure you go to iTunes now and continue to review our previews of all 130 college football programs that comprise the FBS. Can't wait to talk to you again in a couple of weeks. We'll see you then, everybody, right back here on Strong as Steel. So long.